When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live from the 6th and Peabody studio and across the OutKick network, this is OutKick 360 with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. Let's get it rolling. Out of the gates, ready to go. OutKick 360 is back. Tuesday edition is here from 6th and Peabody with Yob here and Old Smoky Moonshine. John McClain joins us in an hour. Time to hit the NFL headlines there and plenty to discuss as we get the show rolling. Gentlemen, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Excited. Ready to go. I think there's a lot of Titans fans out there wishing that A.J. Brown would delete his social media accounts uh, because he has now deleted the Tennessee Titans off of his social media accounts. Right. Paul? It's just ridiculous. Uh, I, I'm thinking, um, you know, he may contend with Taylor Luan ultimately for the most dramatic Titan, and that would be quite a crown to steal. Um, but he, if you want to be mature about it, you know, you could do a one tweet thing kind of along the lines of what Hutt said yesterday, which is, I'm, I'm vastly underpaid for my value to this team, and I look forward to getting a deal done, or I'm hopeful we can get a deal done, or something like that, and then take the high road and be quiet. But he, he's way too engaged in social media. And I don't know that the buildup of I, – I haven't followed it closely, so maybe I'm wrong. But the buildup, it, it bothers me as much as the, the predictable next step of taking your social media – it, uh, divesting yourself of your team's logo and all of that. I think this is Yesterday just... he had some very whiny stuff, and throughout this he's had some very whiny stuff. And it's unbecoming when you're this good of a player – and you have a big contract on the horizon, whether it be here or if things fall apart, be somewhere else, it just looks petty and childish. Yeah, it, it, he just looks small time for a guy who's so great. And, and when he, you watch him on the field, he's got an alpha mentality when he plays, but in his social media life, it is not an alpha mentality because he is responding well to way too many people. And he has way too thin of skin because he gets into it. If you, I mean... I feel like saying the name A.J. Brown right now might spark a response from him on Twitter, calling me out. He's F-bomb Paul about different things. He goes after local media, local radio host uh, who dare to question anything that he's ever done. It's very unbecoming, and I'm getting tired of the response from players who are unhappy in a contract negotiation to, oh, let's go in the, in the dark of night and delete any team mentioned from our social well, media accounts. It's How trend. is this the one recourse? It's, it's their version of upside-down hook'em horns. That's what this is. Like yeah. it, it means absolutely nothing, uh, but people can take offense to it. And you know, people, they know that people pay attention to it. That, that's the other thing. Like People are actively searching to find out whether or not he lists the team he signed with on his social media account. Like it's, I don't know if he went, did he go to Kyler Murray's extreme and actually delete photos of him playing in a Titans uniform or engaging in Titans activities? Uh, that's what Murray has done uh, and what was well documented. But some of the, the top players are, are doing this now. 
For I, I, for what reason, I have no yeah, idea. I say be above the fray uh, on that. Like, I, I did my Fox News rundown piece, uh, the minutes that we do that run during the course of their day, on Malcolm Butler. Now, Malcolm Butler just um, rejoined the New England Patriots. That's a very unlikely remarriage based on the way things ended with the Patriots. Super Bowl 52, he was benched. Now, it's, it's ridiculous to, to those of us in the media that somehow Belichick, Belichick staff, players on that team, Malcolm Butler, a small circle only knows why he was benched in that game. And his not playing in that game really was a swaying factor in that game because the people who replaced him were bad. That, that never came to light exactly what happened there. There were some peripheral stories as to what happened during the week and everything, but we don't know for solid. And Malcolm Butler said, me handling that like a grown man enabled this reunion to be possible, right? He didn't, he didn't drag the Patriots after that. Now, he was in a great situation. He came to Tennessee and got a bucket load of money. That's, that's the difference. Right. But he did take a high road there that a lot of guys wouldn't have taken. When they got that big money, they would have come to Tennessee and they would have said, let me tell you about what went down in New England and how I got screwed by Bill Belichick. And he chose not to do that. And lo and behold, five years later, he's playing for Bill Belichick again. Unless it was warranted why he was benched. And then he wouldn't speak on be it because of that reason. Well, then, then, yeah. But then New England d- took the high road. At any rate, he could have dragged them knowing they wouldn't have come back at him because New England doesn't work that way, right? Yeah, but I mean, for all the not trash... Not enough that, guys take the high road. Well, it's not even... For, for a guy like Malcolm Butler as an example... I don't see it as much as the high road as he's going to talk a lot of trash, but he treats the locker room and his teammates as sacred. So he's not going to talk about inner business, you know, with the media in New England because he would never bury a teammate. You know, even if it was remotely burying a culture, coaching staff, teammate, he's not going to do it. Now he's going to go against the Patriots and talk trash to those guys. You know, when they play each other, he's certainly going to do that, but that's just not his way. The A.J. Brown thing... He absolutely is worth more money than he's going to make this year. But blame the CBA. I mean, this is the rookie contract structure. You've got three second-round picks at receiver that have greatly overperformed and outperformed their contract. All three of them are not wanting to show up until they re-up their contract. Who's going to be first uh, to do this? They're pointing to the CBA, Chad. The CBA allows them to, to now sign contract extensions for the first time in, in an offseason. This is their time. Last offseason, he could not be extended. It's got to be after year three. Right. So the collective bargaining agreement allows for this to happen. It doesn't keep him from doing it. But Kevin Byer... But well, the Titans don't have to do it. Here's, here's still, the example. They're still under a rookie contract, right? right? No, they don't have to. Here's the example I would use, though. Kevin Byard was asked about this yesterday a Titan two-time All-Pro, arguably uh, had a better resume at this stage of his career than uh, with the Titans than A.J. Brown does. He was an All-Pro w- once, right? right? And he, he was asked if his he ever year. thought about taking this approach, and he said, I knew I, was going, year, to, I knew I was going to get paid. No, because I knew I was going to get paid. And A.J. Brown's going to get paid, whether it's here or somewhere else. Uh, and the social media world was different. But Kevin Byard is a different guy, too, and he never would. He's kind of wise beyond his years and mature beyond his years. 
But he never would have taken this approach. I just think it's tiresome. I think fans get sick of it. And I think you set yourself up to lose some of your popularity, at least temporarily. And so you have to be willing to do that. You can't be all upset about it when people get upset about it. You have to know it's coming, having watched it unfold. Now, he'll get it back. Once he's on the field catching touchdown passes, nobody's going to say, oh, well, remember when I was pissed off in the spring because you took the Titans logo off your social media. But right now, he can't be surprised that people are pissed off. It's naive. Let's let's flip it here with the same team because at least I understand what A.J. Brown is doing and what he wants, ultimately. We can all understand the motivation for whatever stupidity is taking place right now on social media. We know what he wants. Um, I don't know what Ryan Tannehill's doing. And I'm getting sick and tired of everyone in the media lecturing fans that are the least bit disappointed with a guy seemingly not doing his job right now. Because your job as the leader of a team getting paid top quarterback dollar in the NFL that you are the singular reason your team as a number one seed lost in round number one, not round number one, your first playoff game though, you don't speak on locker clean out day, you disappear. I'm not seeing reports of Ryan Tannehill flying receivers down to train with him wherever he is. He's become a hermit all offseason. He's not speaking. I stand with fans that are saying, this guy should be there with any teammates that are gathering. He should be there as the leader of the team that failed his team, that would not take responsibility post-game for failing his team and talked only about the team and not himself after the game. I stand with those pissed off at Ryan Tannehill. I don't think it's federal, but I did rise it to a misdemeanor yesterday after a closer reading of the collective bargaining agreement, which does say uh, quarterbacks can throw a football to uncovered receivers during these two weeks. If it was merely working out, I didn't have that big a problem with it. The fact that he can be throwing to uncovered receivers and that Austin Hooper's here and that's somebody he hasn't thrown to before. Yeah, he should be here. He should be here. The optics are crappy. And I don't know if he knows how much the city has turned against him. I think it's worse than optics, Paul. And look, I'm not going to sit here and say that he owes the fans something. He owes that locker room something. He owes the organization something for believing in him. He sucked in Miami. And he got a shot here because Marcus Mariota sucked. And he did a lot with that chance. And the Titans have rewarded him handsomely. And he screwed them over in a playoff game. Plain and simple. We can sit here and talk about play calls or what. I don't care. He screwed them over two years in a row. You're right, in the playoffs. He owes it to this team to be here. I I agree. He owes it to the team and the city and everyone else to speak and stand up and say, I was miserable, and I'm going to work all offseason to make sure that doesn't happen again. Set the tone for the next year on the first day. I I, I would agree with that. And I don't understand. I guess there's media members that's buddies with Ryan Tannehill. I don't know. I don't know why we're in a place where media wants to instruct fans how they're stupid for questioning the highest paid guy not being there with a team after this guy screwed over said team. I, he benefited by A.J. Brown yesterday. He did. That, that, well, that's, that's why I'm taking to. this chance to turn it on him because at least I know what A.J. Brown is doing. Here's I don't what, know what Ryan Tannehill's doing. Here's what bugs me about the dynamic with this. Um, go across the league and just start naming quarterback and wide receiver tandems. How far do you have to go before NFL fans mention Tannehill and A.J. Brown? Pretty far. Those dudes should be working out all offseason together. And I'm not saying they haven't in the past, but I don't hear about that same type of click and rapport that you hear about when I say Mahomes, you think Kelsey. Or 
I mean, we saw that firsthand in the playoffs, Mahomes and Kelsey. Uh, you can also think Tyreek Hill, if you'd like to. They shipped him off. It's going to be automatically Kelsey. When you thought Aaron Rodgers, you thought Devontae Adams. Now it's going to be Carr and Adams. Well, you can you go younger. And, you can go and, Burrow and Chase. No doubt. Yep. No doubt. Uh, there, there are tandems, and for whatever reason, when you think Titans, you think Henry and A.J. Brown, and then you get to Tannehill. And that, that's the, the issue that, that I have with all of it is in an offseason where it's time to step up and take advantage of the open window. It's cliche now. Where, where, where are these guys that are putting forth the – we want to discuss optics. I want optics to pay uh, uh, dividends in the fall when, you know, from, from a uh, perspective of who are the best in the league, these guys should be the best in the league. A.J. Brown's arguing he's among them, and I, I buy it. Ryan Tannehill's overpaid, but overpaid because they wanted to bring in Julio Jones and they restructured a contract that made him untradeable this offseason. Well, that, we should be clear on that contract. That contract was going to be untradeable without the well, Julio Jones. Like, what, it tacked six? on like four, four point something, I think. It, it, it made it worse, certainly. But they weren't going to be able to get out of it with or without that. He should be here. He should be here. Kyler Murray's not with his team. He's in a contract dispute. Oh, sure. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. He's not with his team. But uh, generally speaking, a uh, starting quarterback, uh, particularly who needs to set a tone, well, Aaron well, Rodgers with his Aaron team Rodgers has won back to back MVP awards. Yeah. Like, there's a different, a different stature than Ryan Tannehill, who is in, coming off back to back playoff busts. Yeah, right? I have a like, beef with Aaron Tannehill, uh, with Aaron Rodgers not being there once the rookies are there, because I think he needs to work with the rookies. But it's a, de- a completely but, different and I'm story. I'm pretty sure than Aaron Rodgers was working with Devontae Adams through their time here. I'm, I'm not seeing that this offseason with Ryan Tannehill and AJ Brown. Not yet. But also, I mean, Aaron Rodgers. You're right, Hutton. Different class of player Certainly. than Ryan Tannehill. Unquestioned class. But also, like you just know, you I mean, know what he's going to do. Agree or disagree with Aaron Rodgers on it? Aaron Rodgers has an actual gripe with the Packers. Going back to drafting Jordan Love without him knowing about well, not it. Not now. And I it mean, goes back to it. He doesn't anymore, right. but I'm saying it, he has something. Ryan Tannehill has no reason to ever be upset with no, the Titans. No, should be thanking well, them. The one thing I, and what, you should be thanking them by showing up and being a leader to the offensive guys that are here that showed up to this. You know, they will be judged in January, not in April. Uh, and by that, I mean these OTAs that are you know, nothing more than media availability uh, that really impacts no headline because the top players aren't there. But did he have it? Was There's no reason given, right? I mean, Vrabel wasn't there yesterday, to my knowledge. He was uh, not. He was not there. For um, some so we don't, we don't really know why Tannehill's not there. But if he's you know, planning some vacation around <laughs> this time of year, it's, it's bad time. No, the indication uh, that I heard was you know, he's in the group of veterans who – aren't going to be there for the... And they, they're not required the, to the be there. Like conditioning that. part. But, but I, I do buy into the, the optics of you know, what message it tends to send. And there's no doubt people within the organization feel the same way. Also, like, I, I don't know how much of a deep thinker he is on things like this, and I know publicly he'll say he doesn't care. Life in Nashville, Tennessee, has changed dramatically for Ryan Tannehill. I mean... Through from the moment he took over for Marcus Mariota until that Cincinnati playoff game, generally in Nashville, he's a pretty popular guy who did a pretty good job for this team, was a very good regular season quarterback, was forgiven for the playoff field. That Cincinnati game changed everything. We've talked very thoroughly about how universally the media and the fans in this town came to a realization out of that Cincinnati game 
this guy is not going to be able to win, even if he gets hot, four playoff games in a row. The Titans aren't getting a first-round bye again with the AFC stacked the way it is. He's not going to win four games in a row to win a Super Bowl for them. And the city's tone towards him has turned dramatically. And so the feel he's going to get from this town going forward has flipped. How much does he, you know, he's got to be aware of that. It's got to be uncomfortable. It's going to be more uncomfortable at the podium going forward. This season, as we've said, is one big long wait, really, probably for their first playoff game which is probably a home playoff game where he's going to be clenched up again because we're going to have spent 18 weeks of football season and training camp and everything waiting, Chad, for him to get back on that stage and see if he could turn the tables, fully expecting the entire city, the entire state, the entire league for him to go out and play poorly in the playoffs. And meanwhile, you know, in the face of all this adversity after that playoff performance – and the previous playoff performance the year before, the guy's completely turtled. Yeah, the little bit he there's can no do other now ways, There's no doing. other way to explain it than he's completely turtled. We have not heard from him. He wasn't there on locker cleanout day. Post-game, he had a chance to step up there and say, this one is totally on me. And he didn't say Those that. three interceptions changed the game, and I'm the quarterback, I'm the leader of this team. That one's on me. We're going to work to get better next year. He didn't do that. He hasn't spoken. He has a chance to show up to this. He doesn't. Strike one, strike two. I don't know what strike three is, but it's on its well, way. Strike three will be in January if he repeats the, for the third consecutive time the, the playoff thing. Here, ultimately, again, I don't. it doesn't bug me that he's missing an organized team activity. Uh, but, but situations are not created equally across the league. And he's getting paid $30 million plus this year. And... It goes beyond just rapport with A.J. Brown. I don't care if they do that over at, at their practice facility or if they do that down in the Bahamas. Like, get together and work. I'm fine with it. I don't care if Derrick Henry's at OTAs or if he's running hills wherever he might, might be training. I know that guy's going to show up yeah. ready to go. And he's probably not there, but though here, we don't know Here's for what sure. bugs me. This is no longer the Todd Downing show. Tim Kelly's the passing game coordinator. They have a new tight end, an improved tight end, uh, new wide receiver who has a, a bum ACL and another one who's disgruntled with his contract situation, the leader can be Ryan Tannehill, and he's not there. So unless there's some massive excuse as to why you're not there, when you have other leaders, Kevin, Kev- Byard, Kevin Byard, who's there and getting paid handsomely, just re- renegotiated contract, got more money up front, I'm all for those paydays for those guys. There's a reason why Kevin Byard's there. He's leading the team. Tannehill should be one of those guys you point to. Now, in two weeks, when he can be on the field with Tim Kelly, if he's not there, then get out the pitchforks and, and the torches, I, I'd say. I mean, what, this conversation will go to a, an entirely another level, uh, a, an entirely different level, if he, for some reason, it, it does not see fit to be there And surely two weeks from yesterday. Surely he's there. Surely um, he's there. there. I think there, later in the show, we'll get to the reasons why A.J., Brown plays the card he's playing right now. I've got details on that. I'm on his Instagram page. He has plenty of pictures yeah. of him in Titans stuff. It's but just not mentioned in the in the, the top. It, it, it's it's the upside down hook'em horns. I can't tell you what it means. I mean, it's a it's a middle finger to Texas fans, but some reason they take offense to that. Like I I have no issue with if someone did that to me. 
Uh, I have no issue of what your Twitter bio says as a pro athlete. Fans, but if you though, remove the word of uh, Tennessee of the state you're playing in, people take notice, and you remove it for a reason. Like it's it's not just coincidence that it changed yesterday. But it, I am fascinated as to why it changed yesterday, because it's, he's in the same contract situation. He's probably in the same mindset on Sunday as he is on Monday. Why go? Why adjust it? Yesterday, I, again, just questions that we may not ever get answers to. I'm just curious of the, the mindset and the setting of it. Uh, well, it became a hot topic yesterday. That's, that's why. Hot his, topic, his but, ears were burning. Yeah, well, and, and probably for whatever, whatever took place, he reacted to it in that way instead of the other way, which is I'm not going to practice and risk injury, but yeah, I'm still a Tennessee Titan, you know? It, again, it's just for whatever reason, that's what a lot of these players are doing. They're removing this stuff because Somebody fans do get a rise out of it. Oral history of the first guy that did that. That'd be a great story. Did someone or tell the, him to do or it the, or he just yeah. decided? Yeah. What does the agent say? What did um, the team think? Coming up, Kyler Murray, Paul mentioned him uh, just there. Uh, th- this is the, the saga that is not going away and continues to play a factor in Arizona. And I think there, there is an overriding reason as to why Kyler Murray is playing this card right now. And I think this could mean some good things for one other quarterback in particular, maybe. I'll throw it out there to the guys and, and get your reaction as well. You can chime in. Outkick360 is where you can find us on social media across the Outkick network. Outkick360, excited to partner with Aurora Nutriscience, a trusted partner that keeps us at Outkick360 mentally sharp and healthy. Aurora delivers your supplements where you need them the most, your body. VitaLifeScience.com is the website. V-I-D-A-LifeScience.com. This is where you can see more information. Outkick, three, Outkick 360 season ticket holders, meaning if you're hearing the show right now, you, you're a season ticket holder of the show, you get a 15% discount with the code Outkick360 at VitaLifeScience.com. I use the vitamin C, the vitamin D3, the glutathione, and more. Simple single-use packets. Uh, grab and go in the mornings. Also, uh, larger containers you can keep in the fridge. They taste great, unlike a typical capsule or pill. Uh, you're going to digest most of this and use most of this in your body where you want to keep it. Aurora supplements absorbed in the bloodstream through the GI tract, ensuring it's not wasted like a capsule or pill. VitalLifeScience.com, the website. 15% off with the code OUTKICK360 at VitalLifeScience.com. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I 
or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. With each passing, I was going to say day, passing week, passing month of the offseason, it feels like we're getting closer to a Cardinals-Kyler Murray breakup. Outkick 360 rolls on across the Outkick network. I want to preface all this by saying the Cardinals have a lot of leverage here. The leverage is two years remaining on the the option for, for Kyler Murray, who has a fifth-year option as the former number one overall pick. So I've got control um, for two more years. Right, and he's due $11.2 million this year coming up. Through Eric Burkhart, his agent, which is also the agent for Cliff Kingsbury, I believe, um, he made some interesting new demands in Arizona. This was over the weekend where I was reading the story that he's not going to show up without a new contract. He's not going to play this season without a new contract. Again, that's interesting because the Cardinals hold the leverage with all of this. I think that the timing of it is very interesting because the NFL draft is a week from Thursday. And if the Cardinals choose to go the quarterback route, and plan for the future instead of draft for the present, that's that he loses even more leverage at that point. Um, and I think it also should should open the door for Baker Mayfield. Am I crazy in thinking that? I think a little bit. But here's the bigger question, I think. Does somebody love Kyler Murray? Does somebody love Kyler Murray to the degree that they'd give up what the Cardinals would require and give him the contract that he wants? You would have to do that. Those are two big gives for Kyler Murray, who I think league-wise is probably regarded like the Cardinals regard him as not quite proven. So he's probably better than – I think he's better than the draft options, but I don't think he's a guy I'm, I'm selling out to give up huge draft capital and a huge contract to – we were just saying during the break, this is an example of while you draft a first-round quarterback, and he's the number one pick overall, you get five years' rights to him. The finagling comes four years in before you get to that fifth-year option in terms of the contract. If he's a hit, you're happy to do that. But if he's right. not a hit, if, he's not, if it's not definitive – your decision point really comes three years in, which in the case of somebody like Kyler Murray, who's in the middle, Chad, it's too soon. And so the player wants a decision, and the team says, you know what, we don't want to decide yet. And I'm with Hutton here. To me, the Cardinals still hold the cards. Kyler Murray could say he's not playing under this contract. He's fined $50,000 a day for training camp. And I, I don't know what it becomes during the season, but I think it would be the same. $50,000 a day adds up, even if you're making 10 mil. Well, are you willing to tank a season? Paying you know, back you, that are money? You, are you willing to, if you're Kyler Murray, are you willing to pay all those fines? And that's not changing anybody's opinion of you. You've got no new evidence to, to get well, somebody to trade I mean, for you. the Cardinal, there's a contract there. So the Cardinals can just come back and say, we're not interested in negotiating anything new right now. There's a contract. We want to wait and see. But by it's clear that by telling Kyler Murray we want to wait and see, you're telling him something he doesn't want to hear. Um, and not wait and see, not a wait and see. That the, there was a report that they want to negotiate in the summer, and uh, Kyler Murray and his agent made it very clear. It was February 28th when they released that tweet with that long statement. 
making the case for Kyler Murray. They want to negotiate now, and it's because the draft happens now, not in the summer. And you lose a a bit of negotiating power if a team drafts early a a quarterback that potentially – is the the heir apparent to the to the throne, and then well, you, also, you you end up trading and making a move for the guy that's about to get paid, which is Kyler Murray, just not in in Arizona. Well, also the one thing, if Arizona is going to ultimately deal him, it could get back our our coveted picks now, as right. opposed to waiting a year. Though in this draft, the coveted picks now could help you build your roster, but probably not at quarterback. He's the 18th highest paid quarterback next year. That's, that's about right. That's for a very Kyler beneficial. Murray. For Arizona, again, still on that rookie contract. But where would you put uh, him if you were ranking him in quarterbacks? Yeah, He's I mean, probably somewhere between 12th and 18th. Middle of the pack, no doubt. No doubt. Um, and, and he wants that long-term contract. Not just, I mean, it goes. it's all about money, but it's about the commitment level beyond. You know, it, th- there has been this sense that he's married to Cliff Kingsbury. Um, it was, same what, agent, like you said. Same agent. agent. He was, uh, Kingsbury's brought in, number one overall pick. A year Kyler after Murray. they drafted Josh Rosen, right? They go right to Murray yeah. because Kingsbury's there. Made the, made the coaching change uh, and the draft right here in Nashville. And He's everybody the first says player on the, the right stage. thing. Uh, and 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 the jury's still out, by the way, on for the them coach. to be proven wrong. They they there have been great flashes of Kyler Murray doing wonderful things, and then you know issues that we saw in the playoffs, which I I still maintain. Is not on Kyler Murray as much as it was the game plan by Cliff Kingsbury plan, in that game. But it was terrible. Also bad body language yeah, by him no, early. No doubt, no doubt. And and I think there there's a there's just a disconnect where I, I compared it earlier this off season, uh, earlier this year, to like the the Fisher Vy uh, dynamic where it was going to be one guy that survived. And who was it going to be? I don't think it's that bad um, yet. Well, they, look, I mean, this won't go away, though. It's yeah. my point that Burkhart continues to put this out there He's because they want to make sure that they are perfectly clear. They, they had a proposal on the table. Arizona never came to the table to negotiate. They said they wanted to negotiate in the summer. So instead of just saying, okay, we'll table it and negotiate in the summer, Burkhart and Murray said, we're going to pull our proposal. Screw you. And that, that's what they've done by this latest report. If I'm another team, I'm definitely making a call to see what a trade would look like on draft night for Kyler Murray. And this because is where they're, they're, if you like, we're comparing him to the league. Let's compare him to the draft class now. This well, quarterback draft, draft class player. compared to Kyler Murray, um, you're more likely trading for a quarterback going into year four if you feel like you're building an offense around his best trade. I'll take him. I'll give you my first and my fourth for him, but I don't want to give him a giant contract. I'll give him some more, like for the next two years. Well, to you're fill giving out him a giant contract, contract. But I, I, I don't want to give him the giant contract. So now you, you mentioned Baker Mayfield. Yep. I would rather have Baker Mayfield at even at 18, 18 million without giving up much for him because the Browns oh, aren't going to get much for him. I think the Browns could pay some, some of that, though. Okay. Yeah. So, well, it's kind of a sliding scale. How much they pay reduces how much right. you trade yeah. them for, right? But I would rather take that and not be long-term committed than right now give, give the massive contract to Kyler Murray as if he's a definite solution. Where I'm thinking of Baker Mayfield is Arizona should go trade for Baker Mayfield on that sliding scale, get him as insurance for Kyler Murray, then say to Kyler Murray, yeah, you go ahead, hold down. We'll be fine without you. 
You're going to not get paid. You're going to pay monstrous fines. You have zero hand. We'll be perfectly content to play Baker Mayfield. You've got zero alternatives now, Chief. We'll see you on opening day of camp. It's a it's an interesting play. And I I also have to view it. You guys hate this. I view it from what move keeps Kingsbury's job? How does Steve Kahn keep his job? Is it a rookie and Colt McCoy on your roster? Or is it Kyler Murray and buying into the fact that you made the right call in your first draft three years ago? I think you're the sheriff if you make the Baker move. If you make the if you make the Baker move, you're proposing you've got You've got Baker Mayfield, uh, and, and you, you can run your offense. And if you if you mess up with if you mess up the relationship with Kyler Murray, so be it. Um, Colt McCoy's your backup, and what you trade Kyler Murray away like that that would be the, the what would happen. I, if you if you, I, if you, I would if you, th- if you challenge him to come or, in. If you trade Baker Mayfield or trade for Baker Mayfield, you're trading Kyler Murray. You've got to get no. something in return for him before the fifth-year option money pops up. I would right keep now, both you, of them this year. He's extremely tradable right now. You can trade him for well, all Well, knock it, my this. socks off, but if you don't, I keep both of them. I dare him to hold out. If he doesn't hold out, he's my quarterback. I, I want him to play. Baker's my high-quality backup if something goes wrong. Otherwise, he sits that year, I, becomes premium next year, like we've talked about. I his next year's it, Trubisky. Let, let, just, read, let, just read between the lines, though. Same agent, head coach and quarterback, and the agent saying – we don't believe you to the Cardinals whenever they say, let's negotiate in the summer. I don't think they're think, saying think we don't believe that. you. They're saying we don't, like, we don't care for your timetable. Well, their timetable benefits the Cardinals because right. they're going to go through the draft and potentially trade him or draft a rookie and then wait a year. Um, I don't know why you would draft a rookie early if you fear that, if you're in the Murray camp, and then sign Murray long term. Yeah, I, 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 I don't expect they'll make a trade. I expect they'll force things with Mert. Yeah, well, uh, th- then this is not going away anytime soon. I mean, th- this, will be, this will be hanging over the head of Arizona. They've got to find a solution one way or the other because they're, this is more than just A.J. Brown. And, and, and Kyler Murray was on this boat, too, removing stuff from social media. It's more than just that play at this oh, point. Oh, yeah, he's pissed off. They're down the road with this now to where they had a proposal and removed it. And... Removed it, meaning like Arizona never came to the table to meet them in the middle or even try to get talks going yet. But per you know, you know, the one thing Burkhardt's saying here, the agent, you know, we, we put forth a proposal, they didn't answer it, and we've withdrawn the proposal. That presumes it was a reasonable proposal. <laughs> we have no idea how ridiculous the proposal may have been. The Arizona may have seen the yeah, proposal but, and thought it not even worth responding well, to. May, but, but the report was they, they said they, were com- they would come to the table in the summer. Um, well, you don't. It's weird that you pull the offer or the proposal if they're saying we're going to come back to the table. We'll look at the proposal in the summer and come back to it. Well, no, now I'm pulling the proposal out. Well, why don't you just leave it in there if they're saying they're going to look at it in the summer? Yeah. Now they're just mad because well, when we it's don't know clear what they're the looking at possibilities is. for the draft. When we don't know what the proposal is, pulling the proposal may not be as big an issue as it sounds right. like when the agent pronounces, oh, we're taking our proposal off, we're not negotiating. Well, it also allows the Cardinals to sit back and decide whether or not they want to extend the fifth-year option, right? Or do it, they have to do that last year? It's also a proposal. He's going into He's year going four. He's going into year four, so May. Yeah, so beginning that's of why they want to wait until the summer because then they'll have the decision made on if they're going to guarantee him the fifth-year option. Um, and That's in, a in tough which in, call in, right now. I know, tough and, and so, are, do you extend them? Do you pick up the fifth year option, or do you leverage what you have in the draft, Chad? Like that, 
Uh, Burkhart's your option. His agent is saying, hey, let's let's negotiate this now. Let's not wait until that deadline. Yes. And pooling the proposal, going back to that, if you got one side saying, we're not looking at proposal and talking about it until the summer, I don't know the purpose of, well, here's the proposal. Well, okay, not, but I'm pulling it before then, anyways, even though this is what we want. It's a crazy deal. I mean, it's, and you're right, Hutton. It's just not going away. We're going to continue talking about this because it's clear to me that the Cardinals are in no hurry, and this is going to be an issue leading up to the season. He, has, he is doing the opposite of what we're seeing in Baltimore. That, like, one quarterback is playing through a fifth-year option and will play through a franchise tag, and he's happy to do so. And then the other camp, you know, you, you, that's Lamar Jackson. In the other camp, you have Kyler Murray, who's saying he's not playing in year four, and negotiations aren't happening. In fact, the proposal's off the table. We're not going to continue to try to get talks going. So, fifth-year option right now, 22.4, 27.2 if you've made a Pro Bowl. Higher than that if you made two. I, I, Kyler Murray might I think have he squeaked has. in a Pro Bowl based on how guys don't go to the Pro Bowl. I, I think, well, I mean, he was the rookie of the year, so... To me, that makes he him probably he's in the Pro Bowl his rookie year, his offensive rookie of the year. Uh, the the it, it's a it's a very interesting decision because it 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 puts the management of the Cardinals in a really tough spot where it's a flip of the coin right now on which way this goes. Two time Pro Bowler, so it's twenty seven million. There you go. Um, which what, again, that goes back to my point. You trade him now if you're going to trade him. You don't pick up the fifth year option because now that's guaranteed. Yeah, well, you'd be picking it up for yeah. You'd like to trade it and let somebody else pick it up. Yeah, exactly. You can trade him now. Or, or allow another guy? team to extend him. Look, the only reason to not believe in the guy anymore is his behavior since the season ended. But what, all those things that you talked about at the end of the year with his maturity and everything—I mean, you saw those things, don't you? Think your your intention was to coach him past those things? I do. I think you've picked him number one. You've seen three years of progress. It hasn't been quite as fast as you want. But you're invested in this guy. Your team was pretty good for a lot of the year. My thinking would be, let's get the, get back in a room together, uh, bandage the wounds, and say, dude, we think you can be really good. We've we've got a pretty good team. We're in a tough division. We got to get well, back to work. It, it's not the off se- the off season antics really aren't are, uh, to me. If you pay him, he's back to where he away. was. Two time Pro Bowler, Offensive Rookie of the Year, whatever. Uh, my my issues are the way, that, and this is a team issue. But again, the quarterbacks are looked at first for 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 good reason. It's he's either injured these, uh, he's either ended these season injured or in a slump. Yes, and and that's that's the biggest issue. Well, and Kingsbury finishes poorly too, no doubt. No, One thing no we left doubt. out in my scenario that I should have brought up, where I say just let him threaten to hold out while you get a good backup plan in place is his threatening to play baseball, which I've read is entirely unrealistic for him to think that he would go land on the A's roster. It's too far removed and needs time, and he's not going to go ride buses in the minor leagues to get himself ready for that. But he could play that chip. That's what he would say. Well, I'll go yeah. play baseball then. Well, that was the talk in the draft. Is he worthy of the number one overall pick if because he wants to play two sports? He's got that. Because he wouldn't commit fully. Feeling. But that that hasn't been an issue to this point. No, no. But that's a chip he could play. I don't think he'd follow through on it, but he could 
talk like he would. One point on uh, A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown and uh, Debo Samuel, who did the same thing with terms of taking his right, right. media off and uh, maybe heading the same route in terms of uh, OTAs and, and not being satisfied with his contract going into this year. Well, the reports are in the OTAs and the on-field work. It was A.J. Brown, uh, Debo Samuel, and Terry McLaurin. Same agent as A.J. Brown. Jimmy Sexton and, and Tory Dandy represent Debo Samuel and A.J. Brown. It's not very hard to come up with the same. This is the tactic you use, right. but these are the same agents using the same tactic. Hit us up on Twitter. Give us your thoughts at Outkick360. Uh, speaking of baseball. Oh, no. I can't think of a better way to respond to what has happened over the last few months than what Freddie Freeman did last night. How about if you're my a Braves fan, cover your ears when we come back. Well, I mean, you covered your eyes when you saw it go out of the park. Look at that swing. But the way he approached the plate and what happened in his first as bat, bat as a Dodger against the Braves, uh, it, it's hard to beat no matter who you're rooting for here. We, we discussed this with the Bravo himself, Chad Withrow, next on Outkick 360. Magnificent. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's certainly easy to argue the Braves got better this offseason, even without re-signing Freddie Freeman. Outkick 360 rolls on. But man, did he get the better of the Braves yesterday, Chad? Beautiful, uh, beautiful. First at bat against his former team, and he hits a home run. Well, I watched Chad it. Managed to see it live. Yeah, so I uh, I was watching Better Call Saul, which was great. First two hours of the the last season. First hour wasn't great. And uh, well, Paul fa- falls asleep in every show because he sleeps all the time. I got so home fell asleep from baseball practice it. at nine twenty. And then fell asleep well, shortly so two after. Two-hour show. I stayed up till eleven watching it, and I happened to eat popcorn at one time and. Press pause on that and watch the Braves Dodgers live and happen to tune in to see Freddie Freeman go deep. Second pitch he uh, faced against the Braves. How did Look, it feel? It was. Uh, that's quite the moment. I mean, it didn't feel awful uh, because I love how Freddie Freeman so feel? much. Don't as, tell me as how it didn't feel. Tell me how it did feel. I mean, it felt like, okay, of course. This is what happened. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it felt like justice. And of course, the Dodgers benefit from it. Yeah, it felt like both justice and injustice at the same time. It felt like justice for what. The Braves and Chipper Jones have sort of said what Ronald Acuna Jr. said about Freddie Freeman after the fact. Felt like injustice that, oh, here's the big bad Dodgers that spend more money than anyone else getting their guy once again, and he beats the Braves the home run. But I'll tell you what felt even better was when the Braves beat the Dodgers in the NLCS a year ago. Um, And honestly, the Braves beating the Dodgers the one time in a playoff series during this run and winning the World Series – um, that was an accomplishment that I look at this Dodgers roster and I looked at it last year and I think, I don't know who beats them in a seven-game series. They're they that talented. Get hurt. They, pay, they pay that much. Paul's brought this up about people talking about the Yankees. For I'm sick of it. The Dodgers pay so much to that roster. Their pitching staff, their lineup, 
one through nine is six. I mean, they have four or five former MVPs. They're, they're on ridiculous. Their team. I, I was the Yankees shortstop I, couldn't play Triple A for the Dodgers. I try to be a confident fan and a confident guy. <laughs> I had no confidence the Braves beating them a year ago in a, in a playoff series, and they did. Yeah, so that's good enough for me. So could he play that at Freddie Freeman? I mean, he's a Gold Glove. He, he won a Gold Glove at third base, but he can't hit. Oh man, I mean, just the uh, the wealth that they. I mean, but just from a from a Freddie Freeman perspective, you know, I mean, think about going through the whole schedule. You know, when you're playing the Braves, now uh, he's he's probably very thankful that the first plate appearance came at home and not back in Atlanta. But it's to nice. be able to step up and if second pitch home run, I mean, um, but the Braves are playing paying Olson more than the. The Dodgers are paying Freeman. No, I mean he got he got he didn't get the deal he thought he was going. Yeah, to he get. Got, he overplayed his hand. He he did. Uh, Freddie Freeman lost out in that he would have gotten more money had he signed the Braves' initial offer during the middle of last year. He waited, waited. The Braves acted and acted well, and they got, and they got a younger guy. You know, they got a twenty-seven-year-old for the next eight years. Well, I'd take Olson over Freeman. Whereas in a Freddie Freeman is thirty-two and gets five years. You know, and the Braves were offering five. He wanted six years. He got five years of the Dodgers. Braves were offering five years. He got less money. So he didn't win. Maybe he did get the but sixth he, year. He didn't win. He got the sixth year, but it was still less money than the five years he would have received with the Braves. He didn't win, but he might win a second ring in a row. Yeah. Good, yeah. I mean, they're the favorite. But for all the... I, I haven't looked at uh, the Vegas odds, but I'm willing to bet the Dodgers are probably right there or maybe second or tied for the best money Everybody to win the Everybody has the Dodgers Series. and the Blue Jays going to the World Series. You know what the Dodgers aren't doing? They're not going to Baltimore and losing two out of three. That's not happening. Yeah. Well, the Braves are about to lose at least two out of three in L.A. I can tell but you that. They'll the lose Yankees, tonight or, uh, or They tomorrow. had to play Baltimore in April, and there's 11 days left it's in the Baltimore Orioles season. So. Do you know that after – I think it's after this year. So this year's still unbalanced. So, like, the Yankees and the Orioles will play – would have played 18 times. Or no, they're playing 162, so they'll play 18 times. Yankees, Red Sox play 18 times. Next year, it goes to balanced schedule. And so those divisional rivalries, like Chad, you won't see the Dodgers 18 times next year. You'll see them the same amount of times as you'll see the Cubs. Well, the Braves, I don't know if Braves that's a good thing in the or Dodgers division. Or Phillies. So. Okay. Phillies are Phillies, Mets. Phillies, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, Phillies are Mets. That, that's, Is that good I, I don't, or bad? I don't know if I like that or not yet. I, I have no strong like opinion that. on it. You know who likes it? I the think, Orioles. Yeah, I think you should. They're your division rivals. You should see. You know who else likes it? Every other team that gets to play the Orioles. It's true. <laughs> Outside of the month of April. Yeah, the, the AL East is pissed right now. <laughs> they don't get to see the Orioles 18 times. Uh, they're happy not to be playing the other teams in the AL. John McClain joins us. Top NFL headlines next on Outkick 360.